When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I might have to run and pick up my daughter. All right. Yeah, let's. So, I, think- <laughs> I don't know what's good. This is a fucked up day. It's, it's been fine. a fucked yeah. up week and it's a fucked up day. And, I think this uh, might be a quick one anyway. Why don't we just start right now with that? Okay. With let's you go right saying in. that, that'll be the first thing people hear. All right. <laughs> All right, and then here, as I'm as the theme is starting, look at the hat that I bought, Mike. Oh my God, where did you get that? I got Isn't that so cool? Oh, I love it. It says Lionel Train, Lionel Electric Trains. podcast out there that we know about and definitely the only one that covers neil's musical and movie output and uh also has the bonus monster episodes where we have our uh, special guests on like we had astrid young on and we had uh, uh who else we had nils lofgren was kind patterson of hood. Us, and patterson hood and mark mothersbaugh and a whole whole bunch of other folks Danny Danny Korchmar. Danny Korchmar, who was uh you know you gotta you gotta respect a guy who will defend a big pile of shit like landing on water <laughs> as fervently as he does despite you know working on carol king's tapestry and running on empty by jackson brown and still <laughs> defend it like they were equal to those albums um so the drugs that, are definitely better in that world that fucking your insistence on this bringing this album up every time and shit talking it is why neil's never going to come on this podcast no no he neil called it a pile of crap he himself <laughs> called it a piece of crap remember <laughs> Yeah, so, I think I think she was using Neil's own words. Yeah, there, but that's we're not talking no, he's about not. that album today. No, he's not. No, he's not. I'm not. I never not. said that. What's your name, buddy? <laughs> the name is Cooch. Yeah. All right, so today we're going to cover uh, Silver and Gold. It'd been four years, I think, since Neil made a studio album. Um, yeah. Yeah, the last one was Broken Arrow, and then you know he released. Uh, we talked about in the last episode, Year of the Horse. And the, I think we can all agree that the 90s were, uh, apart from Harvest Moon, the 90s were a pretty loud decade for Neil. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, he, he really tore it up with Crazy Horse for most of that decade. It was loud and proud, and he developed a whole new 
younger fan base becoming the, the godfather of grunge. And I think it was a, for him, it was proving that he was still relevant and he did a great job at that. He did a really good job at that, I yeah. think. And, uh, but now much like harvest moon, he's probably had to take a break. Like he's, he did with comes a time, you know, after being loud for so long and, do you then, think, and hawks and doves too. Do you think that's why he switches up like he does? Or do you, do you think he just mentally just needs a break from that or physically well, needs a break? That's from how that? he described it when he made harvest moon. That was that he had that hearing issue, that eardrum issue, but yeah, he said that, you know, sometimes he has to go back to acoustic music to just kind of, you know, have a different feeling and level things off a little bit. And if you look at it, you know, he, he had, it, that's kind of a pattern, you know, like right after, after, um, live rust and, and, uh, rust never sleeps, you know, he had hawks and doves. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, he had harvest moon, but most of the nineties, it was pretty loud. Oh no, totally. I, I almost, all of the nineties, except for harvest moon, really like yeah. the rest of it was great, loud and great. Not that I don't appreciate his softer acoustic stuff, but I, I don't know. Initial thoughts on this. I, I thought it was it, fine. I, I think this is again, the album that David Geffen wanted him to release uh, really? even more so than harvest moon, because I think this one is the closest he's got gotten back to harvest. Really? Vibe of harvest. Yeah. I don't think that at all. Well, aside from the Jack Nietzsche stuff, I think it, and, and then the stuff in the barn, like words, but I think that this is such a, it's like such a positive. It seems like he's come to terms finally with what people want from him. And a lot of this album has that kind of looking back attitude. On okay. it. You know, a lot of his stuff has a little nostalgia in it at this point in his career, but this one is really kind of going back and dipping into that sound. He brings back all those other musicians, you know, Kenny Buttry, who said he'd never play with him again, comes back. Uh, you uh, know. Uh, Oscar Buttersworth to you. Oh, sorry, sure. Oscar Buttersworth. Mr. Butterworth. <laughs> this, this album really is. Mrs. This Nesbitt. This album's like a homemade a homemade pile of flapjacks with melted butter and homemade syrup poured all on top. Warm I love it. And I know, I know, I know Luke's in, indifferent about it, but I, I really like this album a lot. I'm not, it's not even indifference. It's, uh, it's a little indifference. I don't, I think I really disagree with this is his closest to Harvest, Mike. I don't think. Well, it's, I think an overall sound. I wouldn't really? say the songwriting. Harvest was it's dynamic. Harvest was like, yeah, yeah. You, it was, you know, some country stuff, but there was also like Alabama and uh, right you know, it, and the it, Nietzsche just, stuff with the orchestra. Yeah, and it was very catchy. It was very different. Like even words at the end of Harvest, like just I don't know. This one, it's not super dynamic to me. This is more like comes a time than anything else. Um, in the same vein, uh, as always. Really. No? Yeah, it's just all, it's kind of a one-track no. thing. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think if that's what he's going for, I think that's fine. But I mean, I didn't hate it, but I didn't come. The 90s were, the 90s might be my favorite, Neil. Broken Arrow, fucking Mirror Ball, Ragged Glory. Like the 90s. That's a pretty bold statement because people always say 70s Neil is like his greatest decade. And uh, but I agree. Too. He a lot of most of the '90s was pretty strong. Yeah, 
you know, it was, it was like, it was really great stuff. And the horse had a lot to do with that. And I'm not taking away from seventies, Neil, obviously I'm, I fell in love with Neil because of the seventies, but the nineties I expected to be maybe slightly disappointed, but he was consistently solid in the seventies, every nineties, uh, every album in the nineties was good. And then now he's starting the 2000s off with this, and it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying this is a bad album. I think this is actually a good album. It just didn't hit me as much as I was hoping it would. It's it's all very to me. It's very singular. It's got a regular. Like kind is of, it is it like generic Neil? Kind like when of. people say Neil, like when non Neil Young fans think Neil Young, this is the sound they think of, right? I don't even know. Mm. If, I don't even know about that. I think it's it's like a. I don't know. I don't think so. You don't I think, think this when, is like comes in time when, a little bit? No. I think it's a little I think this is the most I, I the reason why I actually like this album is because it it I like that Neil can just make a a a, a well produced and it's it's consistent and I like that he can be consistent. I like that he can show consistency and also show chaos you know he can do both and you don't get to value that he can do both without this side of it if right. that makes sense do you know what i mean like he is who he is as an artist because he can do all of the things <laughs> and so this is one of the things uh and it, and it's 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 good songs and it's it's good playing um i think the writing is great i think the melodies are really beautiful and um, I think the performances are awesome and it sounds good. So I think when, when you say that people might think of ne- this sound, I, I think most the, the layman thinks old man, heart of gold. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like the, but I don't think Neil that this fans, is, this is what they, this is like Neil's of that folky guy with the harmonica. Yeah. In maybe that way, two in songs that way yeah. Like good to see you. And, um, maybe like maybe the great divide. Um, <laughs> you didn't Mike hmm. Buffalo Springfield again. Come on, did you like that song? That's that was, I'll I'll say it now. That's my number one. That's your number. I, lo- one. I like that yeah. song too. Yeah, especially with that break. That break's yeah. awesome. It was fine. It was fine. I thought it was kind of hokey. I'll be. You know what? That's my least favorite. That's my cut song. Buffalo Springfield again. Wow. See, that's just, my favorite one because it's just it's it paints such a vivid picture, and maybe it's only because we know that picture so well, you know we know that yeah. story so well. But I think I the think playing on it in is a really too. sincere way. Yeah, the playing on it. The is band great. sounds fucking awesome. Weirdly yeah. enough, I read that song's about Crosby, Stills, and Nash, though. Yeah, that's what I, I wish I could drink. But I'm how many times? Luke, uh, be honest. How many times did you listen to this album? Ten, like ten or fifteen. Really, listen to it a lot. I mean, it's not a long listen. And I'm anytime did you I'm go, back, I put it on. Did you go back? Did you only go front to back, like top to bottom? I mean, what did mean? you did you try starting with the last song and going to the first song? No, I don't got time for that shit. <laughs> you got time to listen to it ten times, but you can't try it. Yeah, that man, way. I'm gonna put it on and press play. I'm not gonna like bounce around, man. The fuck difference well, does it make? One of the ways I really enjoyed it was going from the bottom to the top. I don't know if you did that shoot, but it made it kind of interesting starting with with the um with fucking without rings 
and then going up to the top that way. So if Neil but, wanted uh, me to do it that way, he would have put the songs that way, but he put them in I, um, a certain order. So that's yeah, I just kind of, I listened to it on loop uh, mm-hmm. driving today. I get to listen to it twice all the way through. I listened to it twice. All, uh, yeah, twice all the way through today. And almost that's it, almost that's it for times. you, Mike, just twice today. Oh, no, no. I've been listening to it all week, but I got to listen to it that <laughs> just, way. Yeah, today. today just today. Which was, which was great. I mean, I remember when this came out and um, I, when I went out and I bought it, I was like, well, this is good. But like you, Luke, I wasn't like blown away at first. Like I was with, say, Ragged Glory. Right. You know, uh, I was just kind of like, yeah, this is this is good. But it's not like great. But after a while, I really it kind of a lot of it kind of grew on me. You know what this is to me? This is like this is like Neil Young on Zoloft. <laughs> it is. He, he, he seems like so, you know, he's usually pretty negative, even on like Harvest Moon. You had songs like War of Man that were pretty heavy and stuff. There's nothing heavy like that on here. It's it's all fairly positive that's a, stuff. That's a great way to. There's nothing heavy on this album at all, right? There's no, nothing, I think I think the reason why people and and yourself might might not enjoy it as much is, is because the '90s were so heavy and were so um, loud and aggressive. And I think this is almost just too jarring for people that the '90s you have a, like a decade of fucking insane guitar. Mm-hmm. It's a and tough then, transition. And then you jump into this, which is like really melodic, beautiful, acoustic yeah, but that's, and that's harp stuff. A, that's not, that's nothing new. Especially oh, I know. Us, I love you it. Know? And, and I yeah. think, yeah, I, I think if you're someone who just like, if you were in your teens or twenties in the nineties and discovered Neil Young and was like, boy, this guy but, rocks hard. And then he came out with this one. Yeah. You'd be kind of, but we're used to him taking left turns. Mm, and, right. Yes. Yes. But I think there hasn't been as maybe you can make an argument for harvest moon, but yeah, well then, like you said, like a song like war, war of man and stuff. I think this is one of the most jarring as far as, because even in the seventies, you had those albums where there are softer songs mixed in. Like people, people always bring up harvest. and And even as we've been talking about it, I'm like that, that album is really dynamic. There's a lot of different things going right. on in that album. Yeah. I don't, I've never understood why people think that that's only one sound. It's not. Like the so, they call it his country. Yeah. Album. They call it his country. Album. Like, like that's, a couple of tunes. Yeah. That's ridiculous. This There's is more of a country album than, than harvest. Yeah. Ever, this this is so much more consistent. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Whereas harvest is, is I think it's kind of all over the place and, and people, I think people associate it with those like couple of songs, you know, mm-hmm. whereas that's what I mean. In the seventies, he was all over the place. He was all over the place, you know, and he was letting people know that he's not just one thing. And then in the 80s, he was just really experimental and kind of just like, fuck you. And then in the 90s, he was kind of one thing, except like for Harvest Moon. And so this to me is is uh, one of the only times where you have such a drastic change, I I think. In a like, long time, like, right? In, in a long 70s, time, it was correct. Eighties more common in those decades. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah it yeah, was. It yeah. was the the flip flopping was more common. Whereas with this, it's been so much of the. It's been especially about with all. When was Harvest Moon? Was that ninety four? That was like uh, it was ninety or ninety no, one. No, I thought it was ninety one. Like no, ninety was Ragged Glory. Harvest, Harvest Moon ninety one or 92. Harvest Moon was ninety two. I was right. Yeah, ninety two. 
So it's been so, years since he's done something. You know, the yeah. folky Neil, besides like unplugged. You know, it's been, yes, yeah. which was the, like you know essentially the same year. It was ninety three. Yeah, and I guess maybe you could you could make a uh, you could make an argument for sleeps with angels, but I mean, mm. but that was see that was heavy and dark and. Right, lyrically it was pretty dark. It. Yeah. Where this and, is this is like you know, this is like this is like homemade whipping cream right off the farm. See, I'm it gonna really tell is. you what I'll tell you what my favorite is. My favorite is Daddy Went Walking. I think my I, I, well, I think Mike wants a happy little tune, right? I think Mike I wants a character. It, it makes me feel so good. Yeah. I this think Mike makes want, me feel Mike good. wants to grab himself a character. He wants a good. He's getting jealous of the characters that you're scooping <laughs> uh, up. Russ. He wants some just character. call me old Silver Gold. <laughs> yeah. Old Silver gold. gold. I like my bacon crunchy, and I like my eggs sunny side <laughs> up, so and I like funny. my Neil Young with a big helping of corduroy pants. Good old Silver Gold. With a helping side of harmonica. <laughs> Here comes old Silver Gold. With his right. stick in his jar of maple syrup. You know what? I'm fucking hooked. Silver gold, he's a staple. <laughs> staple of the show. I want his opinion on everything. I want more silver gold. That's what Neil was saying. Oh, silver gold, why don't you come help me with this record? I said, well, as soon as I'm done boiling down the syrup, I'll come by the barn and help you boys out. And you know that old silver gold, he, you know, he's not going to insult him, but he's not wild about Neil talking about some real serious stuff or playing that, that old electric guitar. Oh, you know, you know, Silver Gold thought Sleeps with Angels, Sleeps with Angels, like was the shittiest album he ever made. <laughs> I wasn't too crazy about that. I don't like the when Neil gets all scary. I like it when Neil sings about a distant camera when he's sitting in his Aerostar, <laughs> creeping on a twenty-two-year-old girl that does the ear piercing at Claire's. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, old Silver Gold's a fucking hit. <laughs> Uh, it's like the, it's the pepper. It's it's Mason Adams. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, Pepperidge yeah. Farm guy. Yeah. Pepperidge Farm remembers with a name like Smuckers. It has to be good. <laughs> with a song like Daddy Went Walking, it has That's to right. be filled with joy and love. Didn't mind getting dirty. It's all right. Yeah, you can only little dirt ain't never clothes. hurt nobody. That's oh, right. That's it's... right, Russell. You know, in the name, yeah, of he the, calls me by my flapjacks. <laughs> The name is perfect too because there's no thought put into it at all. It's just <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's got to be simple. It's got to be very simple. It's simple. old silver gold. <laughs> I just yeah. make some Milanos. Now it's starting to sound like like a very old Casey Kasem. It's <laughs> <laughs> old Kasem. A fucking dying puppy story, and you expect me to go you two after that? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that's aggressive that, that video is always fun to watch it's, it's just always great to listen to that that audio uh, so this this album it is it's like neil on zola it's like neil neil took his his meds and he's cool with things that he had kind of a a difficult relationship with the past you know uh the buffalo springfield days sure you know, the, the buffalo springfield Again, you could think, well, that was a good opportunity for him to say, what happened to the fucking hippie dream again? But he didn't. He was like, hey, those were good times. There was plenty of maple syrup to go around. You know, he was like, he was like, we had fun. He's, he's very positive in these songs. And, and yeah. He's positive about Peggy. And he's I like positive it. about the past. And he's, he's just. It's healthy. It's all, done in a, 
It, yeah, it's it's like a it's it's a more accepting Neil. It's Neil yeah, seeing he's, therapist he's for a, a couple of years, and this is him right. like ha, yeah. like in a healthy way working out some of his right. issues. And I don't. I'm again. I'm not saying that I dislike this album. There are ten albums that I like less than than this one. Um, but the, it just it didn't grab me the way a lot of them do. And I think art. Unfortunately, Neil's just got to go through some shit. It's like when. Uh, I hate to say it, but when Taylor from Dawes started getting into a nice, happy, healthy relationship, their music suffered. <laughs> well, old Taylor from Dawes was getting his dick sucked good, and he was happy. He was wasn't happy. sad anymore. I don't think old Silver Gold would use language like that. <laughs> old Silver Gold <laughs> likes a good blowjob. <laughs> as long as it's done with maple syrup. Old Silver Gold. Well, that's fresh New Hampshire maple syrup for us. Not just any maple syrup. Old Silver Gold's top uh, top Neil songs are every every song off of Silver and Gold, then Emperor of Wyoming. And those Emperor, are oh, I like to get a tall glass of Country Time lemonade and a tall stack of flapjacks. And Old Silver Gold's in heaven. Like Silver Gold is struggling with obesity. The amount of he talks about flapjacks and maple syrup. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I think, you know, I think a lot, he, you know what he, he started, some of these songs are older. Some of these songs like go back year. I think I remember reading something in shaky about, I think it was razor love and he was going into a studio just to record demo stuff. And he was with Ben Keith and I don't know if it was John Hanlon or as another engineer. And he played this version of razor love that was like six minutes long. And then the engineer goes, okay, that sounds good. I think we're ready to roll one. And it was one of those times where it was like, he was like, are you kidding me? You weren't recording? Oh, no. Oh, that's, that's the version I've been trying to get down for 10 years. And he said, the, the guy, I forget the guy's name. I should have looked it up. But he, he was like, he said he felt Danny like... Danny Korchmar? No, no. Danny Doesn't Korchmar matter. He's dead now. Fucking electric drums on that. Danny Korchmar is the opposite of silver gold. <laughs> yeah, he is. That old cooch. He's a son of a bitch. Oh, that's the one time Silver Gold gets aggressive. As when someone yeah. Cooch gets Cooch, brought up or Cooch someone doesn't like flapjacks. Cooch or... likes crepes. <laughs> so this was this was quinoa crepes. You should hear never mind. We don't need to go down this road. Have you ever asked an older person how to pronounce quinoa? No. It's very funny. Do it. Uh, my, like my dad, you know, from the previous episode. Yeah. He still can't pronounce quinoa. If you ask him, like if you say, dad, what does this say? He'll, he says, Kino. Kino. <laughs> my numbers are coming up. <laughs> Our dad just turned 60, shoe. Yeah. Um, I remember he was saying that. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. And, and, his, and his twin brother, right? Yeah. And their dad, our last uh, remaining grandparent uh, passed away on their birthday yeah oh my god this is just past yesterday yeah just yesterday yeah your grandfather he, died yesterday yeah he oh, had he's I had all sorry to hear that that's all right he's had alzheimer's he, he, for about he had all yeah he had alzheimer's dementia um so it was almost like we kind of you it's know kind it's kind of a those, blessing yeah it's sort of like he's, okay. he's been gone for a bit but it's yeah it's still it's still tough but all but, uh, very odd dad, that it was on was their in, birthday. In, yeah. It is weird that it was on their birthday, yeah. But he, he was – my dad and my uncle were in high spirits yesterday just having all the family there. You know, we were, we were all hanging out and having a good time. So um, so to get back to the album now that we've <laughs> – <that, 
talked about that. It was a real uh, wholesome time, is what Russ is saying. Silver gold would have yeah, really. Silver gold would have really enjoyed itself. We had it. We made a fire. You know, oh, I went and got some wood. Fire. I went I, with a cat. There was a cat by my side. I like, went and grabbed the wood. Yeah, well, you're smoking your pipe. Yeah. yeah. A little, having a little, a pipe full and a stack of pancakes. I can't tell if the youngsters are going to love or hate silver well, gold. We'll find out, I'm sure. Well, um, no so jacket. this, I'm no jacket, but his catchphrase, I'm no jacket. He doesn't need any of that newfangled stuff. <laughs> I put yeah. on jacket one arm at a time, buttoned it myself. <laughs> his old plaid with my maple syrup, sticky fingers. Good Lord. <laughs> his old plaid shirt. <laughs> All right. So this album, uh, was released uh 425 2000 so we we mm. made it to to the 2000s when the 2000s right. it, what I was, what I was, although it was recorded in 99 I, um, he, and he did start it a couple years before that but he put it down yes. to work on that buffalo springfield retrospective and so oh, that's I think right. that's why there's a lot of that's right. looking back on this album in a positive way cuz okay. kind of he always was kind of positive about buffalo springfield anyway you know he always said he yeah. loved in the band and, and they had a great time and they did great things and i think probably i'm guessing putting that whole retrospective together and listening to all that music from then kind of made him feel really positive about what went on in the past maybe he was able to accept it a little more and maybe he yeah to embrace that kind of neil like this kind of neil young yeah you know, yeah acoustic neil young a little yeah more. and i i think he I think it, it's in it was it was and is important for Neil to have that you know that um, moment or culmination of songs and feelings to to just be like yeah it's okay and things were what they were and they are what they are and old silver gold is <laughs> here to set us on our way you know right, like, Russell lost. they are what they are that's right. So you think he was um, referencing the song "Silver and Gold" from Rudolph the Red Nose? But I was really hoping that was going to be when I played it. <laughs> but it was not. <laughs> wow, Bumble's bounce. <laughs> who's that? Who's that guy? What's his fucking name? Uh, oh, Yukon uh, something. No, no uh, the guy who wrote, who sings all those songs. Pearl Lives. Pearl Lives. Pearl Lives. Pearl Lives and uh, Silver Gold are fucking. Oh, uh, we're buddies. Old friends. Also, what the hell was was Neil doing for four years? What was what was he doing? Buffalo Springfield stuff? Was he traveling well, he the did. earth? He was putting the Buffalo Springfield thing together. He was also, uh, I believe, uh, I mentioned Rail Vision earlier. He was actually presenting that to the sh- the uh, the the board of Lionel Trains. You know, he wanted to put this little camera on the trains, and and so the. It was almost like he was way again way ahead of his time because it was almost like a virtual reality thing. So the operator could kind of see yeah. like he was in the train, and and then he could hear it too. So he would put on headphones and see on a screen in front of him. So it was almost virtual reality. You know what sucks about having a Lionel Trains hat? I mean, it's cool as shit, and I'm gonna wear the wear wear it way out. But uh, it, it, inevitably, someone's gonna go, "Hey, Lionel Trains," and want to talk to me about trains, and I'm gonna have yeah, no there's idea. gonna be an. It's, yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> oh, what do you think of the new 7x33 right. turbo yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. and that's good as the american made you know the korean ones are okay but the <laughs> the the american ones the the 
the pre-95 American models were superior. I hear that. I mean, when I... Oh, God damn it. We've, <laughs> we've created a monster. I know, we really have. He's All not right. going... Hey, oh, well, here, let me change the subject anymore. real quick. Fucking BK is back. Uh, yeah, yeah, BK's... BK's back, um, baby. BK was retired. BK was he? Like, yeah, he I don't like, think I saw that. He retired. I think he lived... You know, oh, no, he lived in the Bahamas, I believe. Okay, yeah. And... And Neil called him and said, hey, I want to make another record with you. And he was like, well, I guess I got to go. And so he, <laughs> he went up and, and uh, he got the old, you know, a lot of the old guys back together, like Mr. Buttersworth and, uh, and yeah. Jim Keltner's on this album. I think Butter... Uh, yeah, Kel- Keltner's on here. Kenny Buttry's only on Buffalo Springfield again. That's it? I know he's only on a couple. I thought it was two songs. Yeah. I don't know which ones. But, but uh, Jim Keltner's on here, and he's got... They have just the right mix of musicians on here. because They do, man. I definitely want... Play for the song. I definitely... <laughs> yes, yeah. Out. Nobody's trying to make a racket. They're, yeah, they're, no, they're just... They, they sit in there yeah. so just... Yeah, they sit in there exactly how they need to for the songs, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, I wanted to talk about the band... Anyway, so but this was recorded in Texas, which is interesting. Uh, at, yeah, at Arlen Studios is what it says. Oh. Um, maybe Shu knows more about that. But yeah, I think says, they filmed that too. Isn't there a, um, there's like a, a video that goes along with this called Silver and Gold. And I think they filmed huh. the Texas stuff. Cool. Johnson. I'll have to check that at, out uh, at Broken Arrow and at. Um, no, only the song "Red Sun" was was the rest of it was at Redwood Digital in Woodside, California, according to Wikipedia. Oh, okay. What, what 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 was on the album? Because in the what, video, it's all done at the at really. The site. It yeah. says first. It says on on Wikipedia. It says studio Redwood Digital, Woodside, California, except for "Red Sun," which was recorded at Arlen Studios in Austin, Texas. That seems weird because, huh. well, on the archives, when you look at the album and you go to the credits, it says, recorded at Redwood Digital, Arlen Studios, Austin, huh. Texas. So, I mean, Wikipedia is never wrong. Like, people can't, people can't mess with that at all. So, right. <laughs> Wikipedia, um, like finding a toenail in your flapjack. Oh, Jesus. Gosh, silver gold with the gross <laughs> reference somehow. It's old silver gold, Luke. There's no, there's no <laughs> silver gold. Silver gold. So um, Linda is back. Right. Linda Ronstadt's back. But we also have Emmy Lou as well. Yes. Yeah. This is the first Emmy time Lou. she's sang with Neil on a record here? <clears throat> I thought that she was. No. Didn't she show up in Old Ways or Comes a Time or one of those? I was trying to remember and I couldn't remember. Dang, um, with him on A Star of Bethlehem, which. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Homegrown. Yes. Um, that's the only one I can think of right now. She shows up later on, too, in a couple albums on Prairie, Prairie Wind. But up on. to this point, as far as released stuff, this is it. I, I um, think so. I'd have to look back. You, know, Russ, I, you might be right about Old Ways or Comes a Time. I just can't. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. There was so many people on those albums. It's, it's like, you know. For what it is, the band nails it. This is in a. I'm, well, I want to. I actually want to talk about the band. Like, it's not a huge band, and they all deserve a little bit of time. Okay. Um, so, well, they'll so, appreciate that when they get to this episode. Yeah, so work. So Spooner Oldham on piano and organ. He's from Comes a Time in Old Ways, um, and 
who was it that was yeah patterson was talking about spooner right yeah because he was yeah, in he was, uh he was with the, the truckers for a while that's right yeah and spooner i think is great on this i think it just subtly yeah. fits in really well he's, he's a great player um and like uh, for all of these people if you look at the list of other folks that they've played with it's it's insane it's ridiculous um good old donald duck donald duck don on base yeah uh he's great and he was i read that he was uh number 40 for base player magazine 100 best of all time <laughs> that's you know what that's way too low for donald duck don uh, right he should be really <clears throat> out there the guy was in booker t and the mgs the that's what yeah his reddings band he was in the fucking blues brothers also, so a good also a good, what a waste of a list Best bass players? Who fucking cares? <laughs> Shut up, Luke. <laughs> You're gonna get some angry, angry ones from that. <laughs> Let them fucking. If you go to the, if you go to Donald Duck Dunn's Wikipedia and look at the disc discography, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. He's playing with um, your favorite, uh, Eric Clapton. I'm sure he did, man. Yeah. But then, then Booker that brings T. us back to we don't need to t- talk too much about uh, Oscar Buttersworth. I feel like the the reason why. Uh, Neil listed him as Oscar Buttersworth instead of Kenny but- Kenny Buttries because he jumped on the Timmy Drummond train and about wanting more money from Neil those couple of times. So Neil was like, "Well, if you want to play on this album, you're gonna to have to go by Oscar Buttersworth." Is that actually true? <laughs> oh no, I'm just oh, I'm okay. just being silly. No, he went, he made him go by the name Oscar Buttersworth because he traveled forward in time, heard this dumb episode where Mike does old silver gold and talks about flapjacks, and it gave Neil a good old chuckle, and he thought, "I'm gonna go back in time and change his name." Danny, I want you to take this name, and <laughs> I want you to be Mister Oscar Butterworth because <laughs> I love syrup now. But so Kenny, so Kenny uh, Buttry was the was was the time fades away, (laughs) and he also was the um, Harvest Moon, and Tim Drummond was the one leading the charge, as Astrid sort of confirmed to us about asking, making Neil, trying to get Neil to pay them more money, Mm. and uh, I read up on it. I don't know if if this was from Time Fades Away or if it was from Harvest Moon. I think it was Time Fades Away when Drummond was asking for more money at the time, it was like a hundred, they wanted a hundred thousand tax free. Yeah. And I think we talked about that in that episode, which is nuts. And so it's just weird to me that, that Neil would have him back anyway. Well, they must be the way, you know, he plays the way Neil wants, you know, Neil likes that. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then just real quick to wrap up the band stuff, Jim Keltner, we just briefly talked about, but he also played with Booker T um and uh so between him and donald duck dunn that's kind of a little bit of the booker t band that neil toured with in uh 93 but jim keltner wasn't booker t's full-time drummer though no 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 but he i think he was on that booker t tour that they did with neil he was the drummer Um, traveling wilburys is that for i didn't know that is that that cool is that for are you passionate um I don't know if he plays drums on Are You Passionate. That might be the other guy from Booker T and the MGs. But Jim Keltner's played with everyone. He's played with Tom Petty. I mean, he was just one of those guys who, you know, if you needed someone to just be the anchor, he's like Ringo. Yeah, I'm bringing no. up Ringo. Is Steve he's Potts. Like Ringo or Charlie Watts. He's like, I need someone to just, you know, yeah. just be a solid anchor for this yeah. band and play to the song. And Jim Keltner's one of those guys. 
Yeah, he's great, man. <clears throat> Jim so Keltner anyway, sounds like a radio guy. Jim I'm Keltner. Jim, I'm Jim Keltner with the news. Jim Keltner with sports. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Keltner with weather. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm Jim Keltner. That was the weather. Now back to old silver and gold. Yeah, right. Jim Keltner w- with traffic w- on the streets. Hard work letting us know if it's going to snow or rain. It's a tough job. <laughs> old silver gold would not be in the mainstream media. Yeah, mainstream but you know street. what? I could use a good old silver gold in my life. Like, I've just had like a weird, anxious, stress filled week. And if I just like, right every time at dinner just like old silver gold just be like you don't need to stress out so much about putting rooms in your basement you know well i don't know why you didn't like this album then Luke. just put a That's couple of fl- is. what you just described there is this album like <laughs> yeah you know, if i was having a bad acid trip i would put this album on to chill me the fuck out okay. i'd be like hey neil's cool with everything right now i should yeah. be cool you know my hands aren't on fire that's that's all right plus it was produced by ben keith and neil right yeah ben you keith know? Uh, yeah. you know what on this album you know how we always say ben keith is it's like when neil's singing it's almost like a duet on this particular album he I doesn't do that as much yeah. him and spooner connect really well they do know? yeah yeah and what's great is it's not up front no it's, it's not like it's laid down yeah. in the back and they kind of interweave into each other and they just yep. seamless yeah. connection that they have there's not as many of those bk moments where it is that really obvious you know uh call and answer sort of him singing with with right. neil in that way with the with the slide um but yeah you, that you make a really good point i think it's it just like maple syrup on you know like a slice of warm butter on it it's like you know on a flapjack it just melts right in man. just it's, mixed together and it makes those flapjacks <laughs> moist and sweet just like uh, <laughs> Oh my god, freaking oh, <laughs> old silver gold just god. throws in a quick innuendo. I love it. <laughs> I can we talk no, we don't have to talk about it, but I think it's interesting. The album cover. Did you did you read about who Yeah, uh, taken taken on with a Game Boy camera from taken uh, through a Game Boy camera. Yeah. Yeah. Daughter, right? Yeah. I think yeah, um, Amber, yeah. right? Emma, yeah. Amber, yeah. Amber. Yeah. Which, you know which what I love about amber is it's the color of good old fashioned <laughs> maple syrup. Good God. <laughs> good God. Do you guys want to jump into these songs? Yes, please. Uh, yeah. Because for me, it's good to see Ben again. Uh, nice for us, man. All right. Let me see if I can do this through Zoom. If not, um, we'll. Yeah, give it a actually, shot. I'll, I'll put them uh, in between. So let's see. Let's see. Let me know if you guys can hear this. Old Silvergold wants to remind y'all that we're part of the Pantheon podcast. Luke, you're leaving too much dead space for Old Silvergold to slide in here. Okay, hold on. Thanks to AKG. Hold and on. Your Lyra microphone makes huh. my voice sound like a greasy towel. Oh, there you go. That's good. how happy he is yeah i love it he's happy this sets the mood for the whole album it's good to see us accepting it's like you know it's good to see you steven mm. stills you know it's it's mm-hmm. good to see you david crosby it's, it's good yeah. to see you old silver gold it's good to see you cooch you know 
It's he's very he's be just being very accepting. It's like I'm I'm ready to just accept what anybody thinks I am. I'm ready to accept it. That's yeah. what I'm doing for it because I've I, taken my meds because I just guzzled a half gallon of maple syrup and I feel good. <laughs> I really I really dig the vibe right away. I think, like you said, Shu, he sounds happy. He sounds um, uh, what do you I'm like content. You know, he sounds a lack of darkness. Yeah, it's it's got a nice a nice lightness to it, and he. Uh, I think the playing already sounds great. I love the drums in this song, and his like the acoustic riff that he does. I think his acoustic and this whole album is acoustic, and his harp sound fucking awesome. Um, I think you can really hear them, and I think that he plays great. But we haven't heard him play acoustic like this in a while. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. there, we haven't really heard him do acoustic riff, like yeah, shit, like been, he does. It's been, it's been scorched earth with Crazy Horse for the past eight yeah. years. You know, they've yeah. been up there just turning it all the way up and droning and feedback mm-hmm. and, you know, which I love. I love. Of course, but it's you know, nice he needs, to, he needs, yeah. He needs a break. Yes. You, know, you said that before. And, and, uh, and I love the lyrics. I love that line. You know, I'm the suitcase in your hallway. I'm the footsteps on yeah. the floor. You know, I think that's that's pretty awesome. Like, it's like it's good to be. It's he's just happy with himself and happy with what he's doing, and he's happy. Right. You know, instead of moaning like, "Oh, I'm on the road all the time." The roads, so you know, I got to turn the page. You know, I was one back in '72. You know, it's like mm-hmm. he's kind of happy about that. You know, I've been down on the endless highway. I passed on <laughs> the the solid line. Now at last, I'm home to you. You know, it's just a lot of it's a lot of this is like that. It's it's a positive take on things. <laughs> I think he's been not so negative, but had, had, it's had a darker edge. Yeah. So it's, it's sort of, instead of, so let's take the, yeah. If, if you're on the road, there's the, the, the half full, half empty type of mindset you could have where when you're touring or, you know, out playing shows and shit, you could either be thinking, fuck, it feels like I've been out here forever and I feel like I'm never going to get back. Or you could think like, Hey, I'm going to be back soon. And then, then there's the mindset of, I'm back. And man, it is, is it good to see you, you know, like let's make up for lost time. And it's so it's sort of the other side of like, per, you just perfectly said it you where he is coming out the happier side of what he has spent a lot of time being kind of negative about, which is also fine. You also, you need that suffering and that negativity to appreciate the, this, um, you know, this gratitude, you know? Right. I, I just think he's, he seems like he's more comfortable doing something that people expect him to do. Yeah. Because he's finally come to terms with, at least at this point. And, it, and it's on his terms. This is part of me. And I actually do this really well. And I don't have to make mm-hmm. you know, a, a, an electronic album to prove yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. It's because, and it seems, and it's, uh, to me at least, it feels, uh, it feels genuine. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not, I'm not doing this because you've been asking me to do it for 40 years. I'm doing it because it, the time is right and it feels right. And right. I, it's what I want to do. And it's how I feel, you know? Right. And here's these, these group of players who I, I really think are great. And um, here's the sound that I want to make right now. You know, yeah. I, lo- I love this song. I think this is genuinely <clears throat> wholesome Neil. And it's not, mm-hmm. no, I'm not saying that in a negative way. I just, uh, I, I like this song. Yeah, that's my small input. Sorry, I'm like, like the milk we use with our flapjacks. <laughs> Make them fluffy. Oh. 
and moist. For a minute, I thought that meant you poured milk on your flapjacks. <laughs> Great idea, Luke. Oh, God. That's taken out of the flapjack box. <laughs> um, all right. You want to hit the next one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Here it is. Old silver gold. Okay. Let's see. I didn't just say content. I was about to say content. I'm reading the thing. Yeah, that was close. Luke. Sorry. Was- Old Silver Gold doesn't mind the C word. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he surprises us with some of this shit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> he doesn't mind that one. Uh, okay, here we go. Can you hear this? Nope. No. no. Oh, because I got the volume. Yeah. yeah? Working yeah. hard every day. Never notice how the time slips away. People come, seasons go. We got something that'll never grow. I don't care if the sun don't shine. Better than silver and gold. Mm. I, I, I sit on the porch and enjoy my hot cup of coffee. <laughs> Seriously, that's that's what this is like. This is there's a little bit of America in there, and I really hate saying that because I'm not a fan. But it has that little. It sounds like America to me, like some some song from those guys. I love this song. I think it's great. I think it's fun. I love this song, song. And this is exactly what people, a certain group of people want out of Neil Young. This is the perfect example of that. They want, like David Geffen, he wanted Neil to make albums that sounded like this particular song, like over and over again. Yeah. You know, everyone who bought Harvest wanted him to sound like this forever, I think. Yeah. Well, again, uh, a certain part of Harvest. Right. You know, and, uh, yeah, I, I think this. If you're given the, if you're in the right environment, this song just how to me how like beautiful the melody is. Like it's just the the play his his the way his guitar and the melody and the lyric all flow together. It, it is it could it, given the right situation, it could be a cry song to me. It, sure. it, you could you could like shed a little happy tear at this song. I think it's just really beautiful. Or it could be and, a Jamaican uh, song, Russ. <laughs> I mean, hey, Silver Gold. If that's if that's what it's old Silver pancakes, old Silver Gold. If that's what fluffs your pancakes, man. If that's what go fluffs, for it. Silver Gold takes a little bit of the blue pill. <laughs> <laughs> just ask oh, Silver man. Gold. She's uh, all wore out. <laughs> It's like oh a purse. Um, yeah, this, you know, it's, 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 but it's like, seriously, and this is not the silver gold thing, but it is, this is like, gul- it's, at times it's like gulping syrup where it's like <laughs> a little too rich. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. do you think so? 
Well, he. This, yeah. this isn't, well, isn't I, on that for me. Isn't this the is only one that, the, like, da, 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 da. That, and it's, yeah. the, you know, the lyrics. And I know Neil's pretty direct with his lyrics. But yeah. Okay. It just seems like this is like, this was made for, you know, 70s soft rock radio. This could have fit on Homegrown, I feel like. Yeah. Not, it would have been like one of the more like, this, subdued this actually, ones but yeah this is actually way more put together than a lot of stuff yeah because homegrown is pretty loose too yeah despite being in the studio but this, well homegrown's all right with me oh that's a good one russ <laughs> old silver gold likes a good dad joke hey that was luke old silver gold get, oh, you, get your names right Russ, right. he can't. He, There's he's so can't. much blood rushing to my penis right now because of the blue. Oh my god, he's uh, very old. He can't. He is he, very old. He doesn't he's know. Very old and silver. Us. You know, I have a fleshlight made out of maple syrup candy. He's got silver hair and a gold cock. That's why they call him old silver gold. <laughs> got that right, Lucas. Oh man, I got to transition from that. I uh, wanted to bring Let's up go this. Daddy went walking now. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this, this, this lyric here. I, I really like this lyric. Um, I used to have a treasure treasure chest. Got so heavy that I had to rest. I let it slip away from me. Didn't need it anyway, so I let it slip away. And then he goes on to that chorus. And I, I just think that that's kind of what we were saying before. But I mean, it's still like it's good writing, and it captures just that. Um, that's surrender that like letting the shit go and, and, uh, you know, enjoying your fresh squeezed OJ, you know what I mean? Just, you can't not bring it there. You can't not, <laughs> we're all trapped now. It's, and I love the development of this all character thinking about his brunch in a log cabin in the mountains <laughs> here. Uh, but you, you guys know, are exactly right, Russ. It's kind of like, you know, he's, he's letting, he's accepting, he's more accepting here. Yeah, absolutely. But it, 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 he, I, I just like in that line, especially how he kind of acknowledges the, that he did have this, um, you know, this image in his mind or this, this, uh, he, he can get this intensity or, you know, that treasure, that treasure chest, you know, that, that, uh, silver gold really treasures a chest. Yeah. But it, but he, I love that he acknowledges, I love that he acknowledges that that, energy that thing can get so heavy and you there's nothing it else sure you can, can russ it can really get heavy <laughs> okay there's now nothing else you can do but like lay it down you know and exactly like put it down. yeah like put it down and just enjoy what you have at that moment yes yes yeah. and i i, I, I just think that's song too. really beautiful yeah absolutely yeah. so you want, me hit, want me to hit daddy yeah <laughs> i didn't mean it like that i like right. it when you hit daddy <laughs> Daddy's been bad. Old silver, gold, and naughty. <laughs> My old dad went walking one day, pushing tall weeds right out of his way. My old dad went walking one day. Hey now, hey now. Corduroy pants and an old plaid shirt. Got a little dirty, but that's all right. <laughs> okay, all right. No, I love that change. Don't you? You gotta let it go, Russ. You gotta let it go. Listen to the band in this. Old man crossing the road. He is 
This is exactly what you were saying, Shu, that the combination of Spooner and Ben here, and then Neil's harp. Well, this song, man, it's what I love. I this love it so much. Oh, well. And you know, just those when he goes when he goes back to that that those that first verse where where it's just him and then they hit on the pushing pushing to that like one hit they do together. Mm -hmm. It's it's yeah, I love it. This song's one it's definitely my favorite. It sounds it, it's amazing to me how Donald Duck Dunn can make his bass at times sound like a wash, what's it called? A wash tub bass? Yeah. yeah. You guys know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. It just sounds like really, he made it in that particular song, made it sound really stringy mm -hmm. and loose. And yep. it just fits so well. And the words, it does. the corduroy pants and the old plaid shirt and then brown leather boots and an old, this thing's a fucking J. Crew catalog of a fucking song, man. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's just like an L.L. Bean layout, you know? It's the family picking blueberries up in Maine. <laughs> well, and it's just that simplicity of someone's dad, you know, going for a yeah. walk, pushing, like, I love, I also... I know it's probably stupid, but I just, I know he's towing the line on, of cheesy, but to me, that's exactly what this song, this captures it. So, it, so you talked about the, the catalog thing, but then right after that, he says, daddy went a walk in just to feel the earth. And, and I, I love that. Like just going for a walk for the sake of just feeling the earth. Right. I don't and feel then, like this is cheesy at all. I don't, or even. No, really I, no, no, no. I think I just, I just mean. It's almost like a kid's song. You think so? Yeah. Almost. See, if you're well, kind of telling the story a of a guy. Yeah. So yeah, yes. It kind of sounds yeah. like a kid's song almost. And I don't know if that's on purpose, but I think he's taking, I think he's sing like my old dad, I think is him. I think he's, he's kind of taken from one of his or his kids view of him. Really? You know, the, the, the old plaid shirt and the corduroy pants and the boots and you're walking through the field and, the I mean, I picture Neil, yeah. Like, car with his dog, and he didn't ride so far because he probably just rode around the ranch in one of his shitbox cars, you know? And mm -hmm. um, I think he's kind of, that's, to me, it seems like he's taking it from his kid's point of view and he's singing about him, their, 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 their point of view on their parents. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. I, 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 like, I like that a lot. I think, not to get biblical, but this, it, with, to go along with what you said, I, I think w something that I think, believe neil is probably maybe trying to get across here is is the importance of being childlike you know and and looking at the world in that um childlike pure way where just going and feeling the the dirt you know uh the grass like just that simple the simple things that when you're really young you appreciate yes you really appreciate for a long that pleasure time. yeah yeah, when you get older, it kind of comes back to you, and you're like, you know, this is what it was all about. You right. Know, it was just living, just being mm -hmm. alive and yes. know, these feelings and, you know, getting that fresh pair of corduroy pants with the plaid lining on the inside, you know, from L.L. Bean, you know, which has, still has a great return policy. <laughs> so we're on the third song now, and in... I don't, this is what I mean by this song. So I found this review on, on Talk House by this guy named Morgan Enos. And he basically is talking about how this is one of, not just his favorite Neil albums, his favorite albums of all time. And him and his wife listen to it all the time. And he wrote this in 2020. So he didn't write this a while ago, but he writes this, uh, 
thing that I thought was interesting. He said that the, that's the point of silver and gold. It never rushes. It lingers. Um, my dad bought the album when it came out and it never really left rotation for him. Um, when the cavalry arrived for one of his countless cookouts, good to see you blared through his giant goofy surround sound system. Now he's gone and the house is sold, but today on the other side of the country in a house, he never got to visit. The song sounds like he's saying hello. I don't know. Mm. I just, uh, no, that's yeah. That's I like that. In, man, his dad never saw his fucking house. <laughs> well, and he goes into, and he says to say nothing of daddy went walking young's half remembered memory of his father, Scott cutting through brambles and tooling around in the Ontario wilderness. The band, he says the band barely touches their instruments playing as if they're casting shadows on a wall yeah. and young recites intimate details as if unlocking a memory box, brown leather boots and an old straw hat. He got a little dirty, but that's all right. Hey now, Hey now. Um, and I think hey, that's, I, I also love the Hey now, Hey now. Yeah. Um, I, and I think that's kind of where like, it never rushes. It lingers. I think that's kind of what I'm trying to yeah. say. And I don't, I don't, like it or dislike it it's just coming off of the 90s it's just, it's a tricky transition and it's uh i think it's lacking some of the like raw emotion of neil's last five well, or there's, six there's albums very little edge yes not a lot i don't of think you'd want i don't i there was some edge to harvest moon yes know? there was and this is it's you like one edge in this he's it's like it, that's what i'm saying he's saying you don't need edge all the time it's like you two without an electric guitarist it's lacking edge <laughs> jesus Moment. how does old silver gold feel about that one silver gold thought that sucked <laughs> <laughs> for real god <laughs> damn this album has about as much edge as a chocolate chip pancake <laughs> that's pretty edgy for old silver gold I like it. Also, old silver gold. He talks about breakfast, but he's slowly becoming kind of a, like a horny old man too. Yeah, he is. I might, I might have something to do with that. You get those flapjacks ten deep, and then you cut a hole in the middle. And I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Right. Well, this on. is no. Hold on. This is to. Um, yeah, this is kind of going back to the start of this podcast. We've talked about Neil and the whole balance of the country and the, and the city and the appreciating of the simplicity and, you know, simple work, well, not simple work, but, you know, hard work in that simple way. We've talked about Neil way too much on this episode, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we have anyway. Uh, oh, shit. And I think this song kind of really sums all of that up going back to his first, you know, that, that, that first friggin' right. self-titled, you know, and, and the band is, is, a is, is, awesome in this song and so you don't have to play it luke but around like 238 ish or 230 somewhere in that realm there there's some really nice band stuff but uh if people want to listen at home so anyway that's that's it It's just, it's, you know, his harmonica and the band just all chugging along and fitting him following what he's doing. And Did someone say chugging along? <laughs> Where's the line? All that. It's right here. Yeah. 
All right, yeah, that's it. We can, I can't wear we can it with my on. headphones. <laughs> anyway, I just think that level of of simplicity, because it's so uh, on the nose, it almost becomes deep. You know, because it's so simple, it's kind of this thing where it becomes deep because it's so simple. If that makes sense. And maybe there's there's a lack of edge on this album because of what you said, Russ. That usually there's that um, that tug of war or conflict or contrast between city and mm-hmm. music business and living the rock star life and living out in the country. And this one's mm-hmm. mostly just living out in the country. There's no right. It's just no that city on this one. Yeah, yeah. And I think there are albums where it's all city. You know. Yeah, like most of the 90s, I think. Right. So that was city and chaos and noise and you know, volume and this is yeah. this is really this, seriously, this is like this is like your favorite pillow. It really is. <laughs> yeah. The review yeah. you read, Luke. Yeah. Like that's what the guy was describing it. Me and my wife would put it on and it's it's his feel good album. Yeah. Because even Harvest Moon had had its dark moments. You know, even Harvest though, yes. Moon had a lot of dark moments, but it was light and it was beautiful. But it still had dark moments. This one doesn't have any. There's dark no moments. dark moments. It's all, all right. happiness and pancakes. <laughs> all right, and here we go. Fade it now. You got to hear the chorus, right? Playing in the afternoon sun. Life's a joy. I heard an old song playing on the radio. Buffalo Springfield again. Take it, Buttersworth. <laughs> I love Spooner's piano on that chorus. It's, it's cascading, beautiful. Spooner's so at that po- at that point, especially on this album, where he just anything like he, you know, when you see guys play the piano and you're like, how, you ma- they make it look easy. They make it look like their hands are just like like dripping <laughs> on the piano. That's yeah. kind of where he's at, especially on this. It's one. the same, and it's the same. This goes back to Shu, what Shu was saying, Luke. I totally agree with you. And I'd add, of course, because I have to, that Ben, same thing. He's, it's just so. They give it just natural. It's like, yeah. you can't believe how, how tasteful and how good they are. You know, some people would overplay and they just know exactly how to fit this song. And, why and yet, sh- and yet show how talented they are. What's why, that, is it, why is Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just that they know where to put the flourishes. There are yeah. little flourishes. They're subtle, but they know where yes. to put them and they know how to play them. And that's just the, the, the I'm trying to think of like the years of experience if you added it all up for this band. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we're talking mm-hmm. hundreds of years of experience, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, playing with every possible kind of artist. Every, yeah. I mean, every genre too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every style. They they've done it all. You yeah. know, and, just, and they know, and they know what Neil wants for this album and what this sound, what this energy, this vibe is. And they're like, okay, we got it. Let's do it. Yeah. And I love Sorry, that. Luke, what were you going to say? Neil paints this picture that oh. we've seen so many times in films and videos from the sixties, you know, the, the outdoor festivals, you know, looking out in the big green lawn, girls and boys. And um, you know, the, the line where he says, you know, I just like to play for the fun we had. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe that, you know, I believe that's this vibe came off of putting together that retrospective. That yeah. Energized. Although it's Absolutely. kind of funny that when they went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he kind of blew them off. He didn't go. And then when they had another plan for a reunion, he didn't show up to that one either. But here he's like, oh, I'd like to play again just for fun. It's like, well, you had a couple of chances, bud. And <laughs> he wrote a fucking song. <laughs> he wrote a fucking song about it. Right. Like that. You didn't have to do that. You it's did like, that. Like to play again just for fun, but not exactly with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, I toured with Stills. Told him to eat a peach. Yeah, I mean, uh, that that's just strange to me. But I love this song. I think. Yeah, it's- me too. I do too, man. Like, Is it just the musicality of it? Because the lyrics kind of annoy me. I think. No, I love the lyrics. I love the he paints this picture of of just what it was to him. Or what it, yeah, what it was to him back then. I wonder if Stills wrote this song, you know, what that would be like. It's like, Neil was always quitting the band. Son of a bitch. We were going to make- play on Carson one night, <laughs> and he ditched us Buffalo. And he took all night. Going <laughs> <laughs> to take all night to get Neil back in the band. I want to make love to the band. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think about that, old Silva? <laughs> Stop, Russ. Now you just want Silver to comment on everything. You want OSG to comment on everything. And you can't. You got to let him breathe. You got to let him breathe. Old Silver and Gold's trying to take a nap. <laughs> oh, jeez. If Go people want to listen at home, 110, 115-ish is a, is. Oh, I think that's the break. Yeah, that, that's that fun break. Never mind. Sorry. Oh, bow, bow, bow. All right, let's go. Yeah, on. I love it. Uh, I changed my mind about Buffalo Springfield. I actually don't want to play with them at all anymore. In the canyons of the great is is great uh, the bass is nice spooner's uh um organ is awesome but this, this is my this is probably my cut it's it just doesn't this is the one that doesn't get me as much as all the other ones to do it's a little too slow or boring or something for me but 
I, I do like the lyrics of it, but I guess and the fine. band. I think it's fine. I, yeah. It doesn't do any more or less for me than the rest of it. It's uh, you guys don't like riding the carousel. <laughs> you don't like getting on the horses on the carousel. Didn't you like riding the the tilt a whirl? Is that more your speed for you youngins? <laughs> Smoking a big fat doobie and riding that tilt a whirl. Sometimes, we, uh, hey, over here, and... over here on this podcast, we call them youngsters. Okay, old silver gold. Also, also not youngins. Creepy Russell. Don't that t- is creepy <laughs> ass fuck. <laughs> also, old silver and gold. I mean, if four twenty is there's come, no and there's no and Luke. How many silver goddamn gold. times do you have to be told? It's OSG. My father was old silver and gold. I'm just old silver. <laughs> you call me old silver gold. <laughs> so ridiculous. I kind of feel the same way about this. This one just kind of drones along for me. Yeah, yeah me too. Let's hop yeah. right on over to. Oh, OSG. I like the carousel line for sure. I thought that was nice. comes so that way you can hear the chorus sure um because i like when how ben kind of answers love here in the chorus it's coming up right here you can turn it up This right here too, the bum, 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 bum. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's, it's good stuff, man. The band again is is great. Spooner and 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 is Neil also playing? I, there's definitely two key instruments going on in this one, right? I don't know, but the I mean the band nails it. Piano. The band's yeah, on piano, right? And Spooner's playing organ. Piano. The band okay, is cool. perfect for this album. It's, yes, but it's what, what I guess it's just to me. It's it's very singular. It's very wholesomely yeah. one track. This one, this know. is my cut song. I mean, just to tell you up front, really, mine would have been the song before, but it's kind of. Boring. But I can see this is the section of the album that I I don't as enjoy as much. You know, everyone's looking to this horseshoe man to fix their love, but in the end, he says, there's no fixing love, and he just picks up their broken pieces and shakes them around and says, ha-ha, I could never fix anything because love's everywhere. I think the horseshoe man is a bait-and-switch guy, and that sucks. And I'm right now. I kind of like that. The, I kind of enjoy this, the way he does the story of this, though, that, for that reason. I think it's an interesting choice. That he's like, oh, here's this guy who does, you know, but then at the same time, love, it, it is what it is. And it does what it does and it sees how it sees, you know? Yeah, he has no control over it. Right, yeah. yeah. And yet yeah. everyone thinks that some dude can fix all their problems. Right. You know? I just, I think it's, I think it's a cool storytelling choice and it, I, th- I find it interesting, but 
it's yeah again it's not my favorite song i love the band and i do love that choice but it, it does drone a little bit here these two songs um makes me want to play horseshoes yeah man let's throw some shoes i'll throw shoes any you know osg loves throwing some shoes he'll throw shoes yeah Won the blue ribbon at the 1962 <laughs> New Hampshire Fair. You know, you know, in the horseshoe tournament. Old Silver Gold doesn't use those little red and blue fucking hard plastic ones either. He uses oh, real. I horseshoe. ripped those shoes off the goddamn horse. <laughs> <laughs> I won that damn blue ribbon. I showed those kids what I could do, and then I ate Mary Lou's pie all night long. Is that a euphemism? Yeah, it is. You know it, <laughs> it is. Definitely is. It was rhubarb. <laughs> oh, gross. All right. Let's speak of rhubarb. Let's hit red song. Okay. <laughs> when the red sun sets on the railroad town and the bars begin to laugh with a happy sound, I'll still be here right by There'll not be anyone in my heart but you And the dreams that you're having There's the one Cause you know where you're bound The well will be flowing And the words will come fast When the one who's coming arrives here Can you um, fade it and bring it back uh, or just skip ahead to like towards the end, like 150 area? Yep. Yep, here. I love this song. I think this is a great song. This is probably my number one, or at least in my top three, this song here. Uh, yeah, good. I like this tune, it's and I like me the imagery of it. That he Same. Has in it too. Also, Emmy Lou is like fucking spring rain. She's so refreshing. Mm. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. and they, they sound perfect together. They're they really together. do, man. Yeah. They really do, because they both just have their own unique way of of singing. Their voices are... Uh, they're they're iconic both of their voices are just you know and i think the 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 blend of those two voices are is amazing and i mean how fucking good is the band in this and then great then like what how that celtic-y sort of sound at the end is like that's kind of spooner and ben isn't it it must be like what is that vibe what's what is he is he is that just an organ how is he getting that sound because there's no just an organ. Ben's playing the dobro. Right. You know, and there's maybe some drunk Irish guy with a peg leg and a concertina standing in the back of the room. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It just sounds so good. It's, I, it's I, totally a drinking song. This is like one of those you're crying, yeah. drinking. You know, yeah. you're actually drinking out of the bottle at this point of the night. You've lost your glass. Yeah. <laughs> to it. 
Yeah. It's like a, it's a funeral song too. You know, it's kind of yeah. got that funeral vibe. It's, but it's also just so beautiful. And I mean, his, again, his acoustic sounds so big and beautiful and it's just, everything's mic'd really well. You can hear everything, how you need to hear it. His voice is up front and sounds great. Um, it has one of the most positive verses in it um, that I've ever heard. I think in, I mean, most of his catalog so far and the dreams that you're having, they won't let you down if you just follow on because you know where you're bound. The well mm. will be flowing and the words will come fast when the one who is coming arrives here at last. I mean, that's just, yeah, to me, that's like a real, like that's a real encouraging and positive. Yes. Verse. Yeah. Yeah. The, and you know, it's just, it's all off. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the maple it, syrup Zoloft. That's right. It, it, all, Zoloft. it also always annoys me. I feel like Emily Lou never got her. Uh, I mean, everyone knows who she is. Everyone respects her. But I mean, her solo stuff is really, really good. And no one really ever acknowledges it. And I'm here to tell you guys, it's time we did that. As all right, well, let's dump this podcast and just work through Emmy Lou's catalog right. album by I album. love Emmy Lou, man. Red Dirt long Girl. Long may you, Harris. <laughs> long, may you, long may you, Lou. <laughs> Lou may you run. Lou may you. Lou may you, Harris. <laughs> Lou may you, Emmy. We respect you, Emmy Lou. <laughs> Jesus. Nothing but positive affirmations. All right, let's, let's get the hell out of this album here. Distant okay. camera. title of this one was Game Boy Camera. Uh, the original title of this was Fire and Rain. Yeah. <laughs> the flash of a distant camera reconnecting thoughts and actions fragments of our missing dreams pieces from here and there fall in place along Disappearing between you and me Life is changing Everywhere I go New things and old It's fine. Yeah, I, I, Luke, I thought the same thing. I'm like, I wonder if this song is because of his, his daughter going around with a Game Boy camera. <laughs> He's like... A little yeah. spark of inspiration. Oh, it's, it's him creeping on that young lady at the mall. <laughs> distant camera. You can't yeah, see yeah. me. <laughs> got my long distance lens. I've got a sofa. Could you help me put it in the back <laughs> of the van? I broke my arm kicking Billy Talbot in the ass. <laughs> help me with my sofa and I'll wear your skin as a mask. <laughs> it's a beautiful song it is yeah it is that we just ruined for a lot of people uh-huh. um, that's what we do i like the life is changing everywhere i go new things and old both disappear and mm-hmm. then it's the photographs that are helping him piece it all together with a guy who's lived like five lifetimes compared to our one you know it's right the, the photos he's going through the photos and they're they're helping him connect the dots if love is a piece of dust shining in the sun, that's such a good line. That's beautiful. He's yeah. just, he, yeah, he knows how to write a goddamn song. He does. Yeah. He just really fucking knows how to write a song. 
Even I, if the beginning chords sound a little too much like fire and rain. They were <laughs> very close. Fire and rain and old man mixed together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it you know, it's old yeah. fire and rain. Old, old silver, gold and rain. It's homage though. It's probably, or it's not intentional at all. I don't well, know. Well, he's talking but, about the past, so maybe it is intentional. Yeah. Maybe. Either way, he, oh, yeah. he plays great yeah. in the band. Again, you can't talk enough. Well, I've that's seen that, trains right. yeah, and I've seen true, birds. I forgot about that. But here's a picture of me and James Taylor snorting heroin. <laughs> Reminded me of that time in Nashville. I've Bob seen titty birds I thought would never fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. All right, let's go to, we get a couple tunes left here. Razor Love. Piano is so good in this song. So this is a great one. Yes. It's funny you're making that hand motion loop. This would be one of my top songs if that shaker wasn't mixed so fucking loud. Oh, I like the shaker. I do like the shaker. It's just above everything else. I gotta have more shaker. <laughs> hey, Ben. That's a I have an illness on the shaker. Actually, uh, the like only cure sprinkle. is more shaker. Hey, who is it? Ben. I gotta have more shaker. <laughs> yeah. Who is it? Yeah, who's is it? Keltner. Um, yes, Jim Keltner. Keltner. Hey, hey. turn up the shaker. My father had a shaker up his ass <laughs> ten years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your walking isn't that good, but that, that line made, made me laugh for us. Every time he walked, it sounded like a samba. <laughs> Ten years up his ass. That was fine. You're getting yeah, better I have, to at... go, I have to go lower. I have to go lower. I do have a good walk, and I just got to get it right. I, do, I was doing an exaggerated one. Sicilians. No, we won't do that one. No, don't do that one. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, I think you're talk, talking to my friend all wrong, wrong tone, wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong tone. Do it again. Yeah, it's, right. yeah, it's it's a good one. Yeah, what are we doing here? Piano's <laughs> nice. I I feel like I've heard that. Does anyone else feel like they've heard that uh, greedy hand, greedy hand part before? That sounds so familiar to me when oh. I heard it, and I was like, I don't think I've ever heard the song before, but that part just sounded so familiar to me. I don't that, know. Greedy oh. hand, greedy hand. Yeah, I don't know. It just sounds really you got familiar. a greedy hand. Greedy hand. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. The uh, the heartbreak toward the end, that instrumental, that whole thing has a nice feel to it. That's around like 520-ish if people want to listen. Let me go um, to it real quick. Sure, if you want. The harp, the harmonica is great. The band 520, is 520, why not 420, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes. Listen to Spooner, too. All of them. Donald Duck on the bass here. Yeah, it's great. I mean, the band 
nails it. They kill it. This whole album. yeah, the drums and and the bass. It's just yeah, it's all yeah. It's it's beautifully mixed, but at the same time, kind of like what you said in the beginning, Luke. It's not like you you don't hate it and you don't love it. It's right. just there. It's just there. And at times, that's what this album is to me. It's just kind of like there. Yeah. And I think I'm just used to so extremes with Neil. Yes. And there's no extremes. Yeah. There's no edge. That's there's, why I like it. I think because well, it's a because great it's album. yeah, yeah. It's it's. I just like, like that he's showing that he can do that too. Yeah. I don't think that's why he's doing. It. I think he's genuinely wants to do this. But I, it's just as a fan, it's nice that you you can have an album where it is there, where it's this one thing. You know. Yeah. But no, I, it I makes agree. you it makes you appreciate the craziness. Because it can be so there sure. and no, totally. so chill. So but yeah, I, and I and I, it's not a good or a bad thing. It's just it is what it is. This is the album he wanted to make, and he made it well. It's right. continuous soft favorites. Yes, there's no From edge. Young. There's no extreme. Like uh, when the DJ cuts off more than words and says, "There's no extreme <laughs> today." <laughs> what happened? Did I did did I do that? Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm playing. Trying to shoehorn extremes into this dumb <laughs> fucking episode. All right, well, last song. <laughs> You don't have to keep it playing. It's fine. I just really like the lyric. I'm picking something up. I'm letting something go. Mm-hmm. Like a dog, I'm fetching this to you. And it's just great. And then that, there's just there's, there's a bunch of... Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of lyrics. This song is just really good. The That oh, whole fighting drugs with pain, this war inside, yeah. pictures in my brain. What were you going to say, Shu? It's, it reminds me of... What is that off of uh, Stars and Bars? Mood of Love. Okay, yeah. Stream of consciousness. Not, it's not as weird or spacey, but it, it has that stream of consciousness. Yeah. There. You know, like the old homestead or something like that. I like yeah. for a job. I don't know what I'm doing. My software is not compatible with you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's talking about aliens, right? Like <laughs> aliens coming down, not being able to fit in. And then it's like, is Neil like a machine? Is he admitting here that he's not a time-traveling vampire, but actually he's a robot? <laughs> No, he's kind of a artificial time... intelligence or something like that. <laughs> no, he's a time traveling vampire. But as we know, there's alternate universes, and in one of them, he's a he's a horny robot. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> I love this tune, though. I love me it. too. I, I think I this like the weirdness. See, this is this is about as edgy as it gets on this album. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. You know? And I also really like that range uh, for his voice too. That deeper range. Yeah, a little lower, a little lower. Yeah, it's got that sort of. It's got that on the beach vibe, you know, that ambulance yes. blues um, range. You know, he, I like him in that range sometimes when he's singing shit like this, that weird stuff where, you know, it's just him and his guitar and, he, and uh, you know, he's just, he's getting, he's getting strange on us. And he, yeah, he's just letting you know. it flow. I like, yeah. I like this because it's, it's. Me too. This is my. It's the edgiest and weirdest song on the album. Not his edgiest yes. and weirdest song, but on this album. That yes yeah yeah me. it's top three for me for sure i think it's awesome i love it mm. um yeah and the oh. guitar again is, is really pretty yeah i i don't know overall i, I still feel the same even at, going through the songs with you guys it's i think it's fine it's it is what it is it, i'm excited to move on a little bit i don't know i don't know 2000s neil really that much at all so i'm uh well luke i think you've you've really let us know without words i mean you've you've said so but also with your continuous yawning i think that's really the biggest critique of this album from Listen, luke no one can, constant yawning no through this podcast no can see it <sighs> yeah that's a good one too let's move on yeah we should move on oh, and just get through this fucking you know episode what? this is such a relaxing album like it's it's <laughs> It's like ambient. I, I I love when Luke. Ha- I love when I love when Luke doesn't. He's not into something, and because he's the one do like control. He's the one recording stuff. He's like, let's just get through this. Where I'm, I'm like, I want to. I fucking love this album, Luke. It's, okay, it's Ben sorry. Keith. I get it's Ben Keith. He's fine. He's gonna be on. No, he's not fine. He's fucking amazing. He? He's on Road Rock. He is. Right? Yeah, he produces it. And you know what? We should get Astrid back for that because she's on that. She's one. on Road Rocks too. She's also on. Are you passionate? But we probably won't have her back for that one. <laughs> I'd love for Astrid to meet old Silver Gold. Oh, oh no. <laughs> All right, let's get to our cut songs before I yawn again. I know, oh, really. We're boring the geez. crap out of Luke. Okay, my top three. My number three is Without Rings. My number two is Good to See You. And my number one is Red Sun. Wow. That's right. All right, can I go? Is it me? Go, go, go. Uh, my number one is Without Rings. My number two is Buffalo Springfield again. And right. my number one is... Oh, no, wait. <laughs> yeah, my number three is Without Rings. My number two is Buffalo Springfield again. And uh, my number one is uh, Distant Camera. Okay. Really? I changed my mind because I don't know. There's something interesting something about that. Huh. It all changed because Buffalo Springfield was my number one. But after, you know, Without Rings kind of just altered it for me. So can yes. I just it again and say Without Rings is my number one, Buffalo Springfield again is my number two. That's what happened to me. Without Rings switched it up for me a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I really like that one. And my cut song is, uh, is The Great Divide. Same. My cut song is Buffalo Springfield again. Yeah, you changed your cut song, Shu. Oh, yeah. Did I? I thought it was great. Yeah, time. he did. He, he, no, you said, uh, I think you said Horseshoe Man. A Horseshoe Man? Horseshit yeah, Man? Remember. It's that or, middle you know, part of the album. I don't remember what you like, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting my ass off. Yeah. So uh, my three is Red Sun. It was a toss-up between Red Sun and um, Buffalo Springfield again. But I'm going with Red Sun because of Emmy Lou. Um, two is Without Rings, and one is Daddy Went Walking. And I also would cut Great Divide. Nice. 
All yeah. right. Well, we're uh, we're done with silver and gold. And to Luke, that was like passing a big thorny turd. How do you really, feel? You feel empty and no, relieved? I feel bad because I don't even really hate it. It's just like it's there's really nothing to talk about on this album. I don't. It's hard to explain. Like even like when we were in the '80s, like yeah, like some of those I really disliked, but I could talk about them. Like this album, like I don't even know what to say about like three quarters of this album. It's well, fine. You know, sometimes that's worse than really hating an album. Like I keep bringing up Landing on Water, but you could say, well, it provoked me to give a reaction. Exactly. You know, over the past 30 years, <laughs> you know, I've just been shitting on it. All right. But this one, it's kind of like, well, what's worse? You know, is right. it a bad reaction or no reaction at all? Right. And Neil, you know, has stated that. What was that saying? Like, I like, you know, sometimes I, I make people... I make stuff that people like, and sometimes I make stuff people don't like. Right. And sometimes I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like reaction. Sometimes so. I don't like that. Sometimes, sometimes I make syrup people don't like. Oh, Jesus. And then sometimes I rub it all over my chest. Oh, jeez. Run through the woods naked as the day I was born. Jesus. All right. Well, I want to give a... Uh, well, Luke, when does this come out? Does this come out Wednesday? Wednesday, four twenty-one. I think I'll have a couple. I'll have like a day left on my Indiegogo. So, uh, if people want to give to that for my solo album, that'd be sweet. But uh, I also want to shout out Trev Allen from the Struggling Artist Podcast. People yeah, should yeah. listen. I just did an episode. Luke just did an episode. Shu has done an episode. Yeah, um, he's a really nice guy, and uh, it's a good time. Yeah, it's, he's good talking to him. Uh, and then also good to uh, see him on a yeah. Zoom call. <laughs> also, uh, Michael Whithaus. I, I hope that's how you say it. Um, he, he, I did an interview with him for town meeting stuff, but uh, he does, he's the, the hippo. Uh, he's a great writer. And uh, he, uh, I'm shouting him out because he, I, shoot, I can't remember if you had told me about this or who had told me about this. I feel like someone did. I could be wrong. But if you haven't listened to Cocaine and Rhinestones. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Those are uh, the show one. The, the Rusty and Doug episode is one of the best podcasts. Mm-hmm. Like the one of the best episodes of any podcast I've ever heard. It is so like deep and goes into so mm-hmm. much shit. And Wait, better than this episode of this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. You got to ask Gold Silver Gold about that. But. But yeah, man, that episode is, and for fans of this podcast, for fans of Neil, and just for fans of music in general, that fucking episode, the Rusty and Doug Kershaw, I mean, the podcast in general, I, we don't have to spend time shouting out a different podcast, but that episode in particular is fucking amazing. So um, shout out to Michael Whithouse for turning, that, uh, turning me on to that. It's, yeah, it's really... The, um, the Spade Cooley I already did. Yeah, it was oh my fucked God. up. How disturbing was, is that? Yeah, it's fucking wild, man. The way the guy tortured his wife and then ended up killing her. I mean, yeah. And it's did brutal. you did you do the episode about? Uh, oh, was it Ernest Tubb? Who was the guy who? Yeah, the first one. The radio yeah. station with his gun and his. Yeah, sleep. Ernest Tubb. Yeah, Ernest yeah. Tubb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that story, man. Yeah, I liked the uh, Bobby yeah. Gentry one too. That whole oh, thing about yeah, right? Billy Joe, because that's yeah. He's like a uh, she's a musical genius. Yeah, I I never realized how. Yeah, but did you guys listen to Rusty Kershaw's solo album? It's fucking awesome, Cajun in the Blues Country. No, it's I haven't. Fucking great. You guys should listen to it. I think you'd really like it. Um, let me just say too that on Instagram, I I shouted him out, whatever I think last time, but 
But uh, I got to read another thing from the homie Jiggles. Oh. First of all, because we were right, he is an ICP fan. Um, but oh, he right. so is old he, Silver Gold. <laughs> Family. <laughs> Family. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Family. He so let me just read one of the things he's one of the things he said. He said, "Okay, he I, he's going through episode by episode." This is my fourteenth gathering of the Juggalos. I sell lots of syrup at the gathering. <laughs> Listen. He's going through episode by episode, and he had said he said uh, on on the on the on the beach episode, I think he said, "Okay, so here are things I love that I never thought anyone would mention in reference to Neil. What we do in the shadows, Primus, Happy Gilmore, Insane Clown Posse, and Star Trek. Congratulations, youngsters, you nailed it. For the Turnstiles is obviously one of the best NY songs, best songs, but on the beach was written specifically about me. And Squirt is awesome. Hashtag." Uh, FNM better than and Luke Diego? and Luke. He messaged uh, he messaged the um, Long Me Young Instagram and said, "My dudes, who was going to do a Juggalo podcast? Russ or Luke? I've been a huge ICP fan." And he so he's basically was like was wondering if you were actually ever going to do an ICP. I, I just don't would, have time. I would love to do yeah. an ICP podcast because I don't want to help you out. <laughs> Please do that. I, oh, I want to. I just don't ever have time. To, I don't have time to do another podcast, especially if we start playing shows again. Good lord, I don't know what the hell. Yeah, I know. I but anyway, you got you got a fan with the home jiggles. <laughs> so that's a that's a shout out from to to homie jiggles there. My juggalo name is Silver and Two Gold. <laughs> uh, I'm Dope Syrup Cat. <laughs> whoop whoop. Woo. Whoop. And I say again, whoop. Uh, on Twitter, Dar- Darren Hall, not Daryl, but Daryl's less talented brother, Darren Hall, uh, says uh, about um, Broken Arrow, have always loved this album. Glad y'all got over your BJ phase. What does that mean? Were we talking about blowjobs? A lot. Were yeah, we? I'm sure we were. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, your episode inspired me to <laughs> make a playlist in Neil Young archives of the three official releases of Danger Bird, Zuma, um and uh year of the horse and what's w d i t r b w d what else is Bird we're fucking terrible <laughs> oh no my brain is off right <laughs> now <sighs> it says it's a much better uh 30 minutes than listening i'm taking a piss but it's probably way down in the rust bucket that's why there i'm you know thank you very much yeah, i don't know that way down the rust buckets that one's yeah, good but right. it's not that's as right. good as year of the horse i mean the year of the horse one is fucking phenomenal i don't know way down in the rust bucket is fucked that album's great no the way down in the rust bucket releases is, is great but that version of danger bird's pretty awesome yeah and that's that's what I got on social. Sorry, I was taking a piss and I was muted, and I was right. I said it, but I realized I was muted. So, all right, I got nothing on Facebook. I don't think I didn't check, <laughs> and also there's no new reviews, but no one listens to the last uh, five minutes of a podcast statistically anyway. <laughs> okay, shut it right. off at this point. So, so what's next? Right. What are we doing next? Is it uh, Row Rock? Row Rock. Yeah. Okay. Friends and relatives. Friends and relatives. Road Rock, and then maybe we'll tackle a movie soon if I uh, upgrade to Rust. 
Do it. It's worth it. You can um, start tackling some of the uh, films yeah. of uh, Bernard Shakey. And just so if any youngsters are still listening, just so everyone knows, there's going to be a few of these that are going to be Zoom-based. So apologies if the audio is a little bit weirder. But May is a crazy month for me. So um, Old silver gold can't travel. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> except by horse and, except by horse and buggy. Maple syrup and little mailboxes that look like waving bears. <laughs> All right. On that note, I'm ending this fucking <laughs> All right, man. show. All right. All right. See you guys. See you guys later. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.